Distazapod. <laughs> We're back. We got the Toy Boys, Josh Guerra, Bobby Torres. What are we talking about today, guys? One of my favorite lines of all time. Not Blade, though. Not Blade. <laughs> Not Blade. Kenner Aliens. Kenner's Aliens. Kenner Aliens. And we'll probably, just by virtue of discussion, veer into Kenner Predator as well. Um, and right off the top, this is a this is a toy line that Josh did not collect, which I find very hard to believe. And I have fractured memories of seeing some of these figures at your house, but maybe I'm totally delusional. I, I thought about this more after we talked about it a little bit uh, via text this morning. Um, and I did, way late in the game, I know I picked up the, the, bull, pre- uh, the bull alien. Yeah. Where it's like, it had like some gimmick where you push a button and the, the head kind of extends, you know, in yes. that, that kind of cheese ball way. But that was just like a, a, a three for 10 Toy Works, KB Toy Works pickup. Um, I think when have... these first hit yeah. in the early 90s, there was just too much other stuff I was interested in. Like, yes. I liked sci-fi movies, but I was way more interested in cartoons and I was way more interested in comic books. So yeah. there's no way it was going to beat out X-Men figures. There was no way it was going to beat out sure. X-Force figures or, uh, you know, even the Tick stuff. Yeah. Um, there was just so much other stuff. The, the Wildcast figures we talked about already. Like, all that stuff is so much more you know precedent and you know you, you work on a tight budget when you're a kid you got whatever 10 bucks grandma gave you or yeah you know or you stole um, or you stole yeah. uh bobby you were into this line though right very 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 much into this line and it, it really kind of opened up a, a lot more recently finding out that uh this was based off of a show called operation aliens that never happened yeah so that you. like you can get led down a whole rabbit hole with that, but uh, at the time, I really, I've always been a huge fan of Aliens since even being a little kid when I saw the first movie, probably before I should have, and um, it really kind of set me down the path of, of loving practical effects and learning that like this is actually a job people can do after seeing all these, these um, making of things. So when I saw toys of the thing that I loved and it was an adult property, in a time where we weren't really seeing adult properties really being made into toys, it was more yeah, Ninja not, Turtles. Certainly not stuff like Rambo that. or Robocop. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> I think that was the <laughs> well, biggest. <laughs> that was Robocop gonna... toys are hilarious. I was, I was actually going to slide into that. Basically <laughs> say, this when we were also seeing rated R movies getting cartoons, like yeah. the Robocop cartoon and Rambo and stuff like that. But it, it was pretty rare to see stuff like that, and especially on this property. So, yeah, I gobbled all this stuff up everywhere I could. Uh, going back to what Josh was saying about KB Toys, when the Predator line hit, it was mostly, it was uh, Predators with Aliens and a lot of two-packs. And, yeah, at three for ten, could walk out with six awesome figures for ten bucks. Absolutely. Any day of the week for me. Um, I Yeah, 100%. I You know, the my love of this line is really twofold. It's... One, I had a, a VHS copy of Aliens that was taped off of it when it was airing on TV, and I watched that religiously. And that led to a lot of the bad fan fiction I think you guys have probably seen that I was <laughs> doodling away yeah, at we, the time. which I was guilty of too, which is funny that I never got that into the toys, but I think those mm-hmm. Dark Horse comics and your excitement for it when we first met as kids yeah, kind of is what pumped me up more for Aliens down the line. Like, I'll yeah. admit to have not seen the first Alien film, until I was well into my 20s. Like, oh, you know, Josh, I'm just remembering now when we sort of 
reconnected and became friends again in middle school, it was over Alien 3 because you had seen that and I had yes. seen it. Yes. Yeah, right? that was, I, I got taken, uh, my uncle, we were up to see a Red Sox game in Boston. We had nothing to do. We went to the movies. It was either Escape from LA, I think, or Alien 3. And we were like, oh, let's do this Alien 3 movie. And uh, I, despite the kind of hate that movie got, something about that movie like really connected with me. Like I still, still like it's, that it's, idea it's, of like prison done. junk planets and stuff like that. Like that's always been a, a sci-fi trope I've, I've had a soft spot for. So, and that movie's probably mostly uh, responsible for it. So it, going back to what I, yeah. what I had said about um, this, the making ofs, um, and, and finding out this was a job actually came from the Alien 3 making of, where if you rented Alien 3 at Blockbuster, you would get that rental for free. So I, I got it one weekend when my aunt was babysitting for me and uh, saw that making of and was just blown away that like, oh my God, not only is there a guy in the suit, okay, we obviously knew that, but like, look at this cool stuff you're doing with sculpting and painting and lighting effects. And, and they made that entire jail scene and it really sent me down that path of like, I want to do that stuff. I, I, that's what I want to do now. So, and then, you know, finding two friends who are just as into the stuff as I was kind of, serendipitous if, if ever was i don't think we had a choice really there was so little going on in our town we sort of had to be into the same stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> it worked. um but you know you guys you both brought up uh, another catalyst point of this and that is uh kb and the deep clearance because i passed on these figures when they were first out they, they probably would have been on the market at 5.99 or 6.99 which was just a dollar or two out of what my normal sort of weekend toy budget was but i actually i found them at three for five which is crazy that's like a buck and change per figure yeah. and and i i only had like a dollar and change so i could only get one and i got bishop which is such a fucking Amazing. weird take on the character it, now he's, he's what's bald. interesting <laughs> if you look at the back of the package you see that uh all of the the figures there's a human version like they they got an actor or a model to wear the clothes of the figure and then they took pictures of these characters in like in a bug nest or inside of a marine vessel or whatever uh, but the bishop is just lance hendrickson with the worst like cut and paste literally like pair of scissors Air and, and yeah. a airbrushing of lance henderson to make him look like this robocop with the helmet off version of, of uh, bishop yeah, and Bobby, you liked the bald look on uh, Bishop so much, you decided to make that your your in life look. <laughs> That's my forever. It was my forever look, and yes. uh, yeah, tattoos on the side of my face, the whole thing. Yeah, I, the the Bishop figure is such. I mean, all of these, all the takes on these characters are bizarre, right? But the Bishop one is particularly weird because it's like it has the sort of Dennis Nedry rip apart feature where there's just this mechanical skeleton underneath once you rip the torso and arms off and then you have the bald hair this sort of cybernetic implants and the wraparound shades and and then a giant gatling gun which uh, you know i don't think bishop used the gun in the film but that was um, i would argue it's it's a better take on the character than he appears in the movie yeah it's a really weird take on it and that that all goes to what we were saying about the cartoons of these properties um this was a show called Operation Aliens and it never got up off the ground, but it did give us these new character, like kid version archetypes 
of these characters. So he's an android, so he should look like that. And, and that's kind of the direction they went. There's only like maybe five or six stills of this show in existence, but it, it kind of explains everything of like where they were going and, and kind of what the idea of reinventing these characters was. Because Ripley yeah. doesn't look the way she looks. And and Pone doesn't look like that. And so it's such a crazy, crazy line. <laughs> yeah, th- there, are, there are actually two licensed items for Operation Aliens that came out. A carrying case, which features some of the key art, and then I believe there's a puzzle as well, and it, I think it's the same piece of key art. So there's a weird sort of, uh, you know, there's a couple, you know, archaeological remains of that series, but um, I, I, I remember going down the rabbit hole and trying to find some footage or things like that, and it just, it didn't seem like any of that was there. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I just found there's <clears throat> there's 12 total stills of Operation Aliens, and uh, it's they're just the craziest things. And the Apone is another one where he's punching an alien in the side of the head with his big cyborg <laughs> arm. Of course, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember that part. From so <laughs> from the movie when he had the yeah. cyborg arm, yeah. but then they, they they reused it for another figure. They used the cyborg arm. I think it's the Hudson or the Hicks. I believe has yeah, that also. Yeah, Hudson, they released in the UK with a Pone's body and a new head, and then they re-released him again for KB and Toy Works in a sort of, they did a swirl green camo plastic, which <laughs> looks really nice. Like, it's, it's much closer to what the character should look like. Um, so around, you know, this line was really like 91 to 93, and Josh, you brought up the Dark Horse comics, and I think that's an important part of this because, um, you know, the story of Aliens was still alive and well post-Alien 3 with Dark Horse comic and all the, the miniseries they were doing. Like, I remember vividly the Berserker miniseries with Killian Plunkett doing the artwork, which was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, what Were you reading any of those? Like, I know there was Rogue, there's Hive Wars, there was all these crazy dark sci-fi stories going on. What do you recollect? There, there were a, a couple that I, I, I do remember really enjoying, but I, I can't for the life of me remember the specific titles of them. They didn't involve like the Colonial Marines. There was none of the stuff in the movies, but it, I think it was just the idea that this these comics sort of expanded that universe to something more than just being limited to that those you know those four hours of movies that were available and the fact that it was like kind of starting to connect with that predator movie which predator was a a movie i saw probably a lot younger than i should have yeah um and really really enjoyed like it was just it was nonstop action it was so like goofy stupid wonderful um that the idea that this like sort of more serious alien movie that kind of had a creepier feel to it and predator could kind of play in the same sandbox was such a neat idea um, and I wasn't really exposed to RoboCop yet. That wouldn't be until later. Good job on my parents. Well, that, that was my but... my first radio movie, <laughs> and I actually I bit That's a the hole. only one you need, really. I bit a hole in my shirt collar because I was like very. Uh, I was, you know, it's not an easy viewing at that age. You're probably missing um, a lot of the, the more subtle parts of it at seven. Uh, Bobby, what was the first figure you got from this line? Do you, can you recall? Did we lose Bobby? It's, it wouldn't be a Desaza pod if we didn't. Oh, boy. Maybe he uh, his Bluetooth got picked up again. Uh, anyway. Oh, there he is. There he is. I didn't... Uh, you know, the it, the app goes to sleep, whatever. Um, 
my first, I, I heard you guys the entire time, which is hilarious. Um, no, my first figure from the line was the Ripley with the power loader. I uh, oh. just love the figure. Wow. So cool. In for a dollar in for a dollar. Oh, sorry, uh, Bobby Vanderbilt. I didn't realize. Yeah, that. right. <laughs> you were getting the uh, deluxe vehicles. This was the, I mean, this really, it had kind of come out at the right time for me, right around a birthday. Um, and going back to what you guys are saying about the comics, uh, it's Alien Hive for me. It was a series from 1992, was one that I had picked up at Omni Comics in Bristol, Connecticut. Uh, just, I got all four of them and was just totally engrossed to find out like there's this expanded universe there's like crazy stuff going on yeah and, totally. they, and then immediately thereafter the toys are in the store and i have a birthday and now i've got some money so it uh seeing the option of like there's this really awesome power loader and it was scale of the figures was always like five inches or so but a gi joe still fits in there pretty nicely mm. so at the time for the scale of figures i was playing with these fit in really really nicely so I was able to kind of pick and choose. So that's why I went for that one. Um, yeah, I love this line. I'm sorry, guys. The, the, <laughs> we got lost talking about how much I love it. The, uh, the other flashpoint that is probably the single most important and impactful piece of the alien mythos back then and Predator and our affection for it is the Marvel versus Capcom. Uh, sorry, the, the, the Capcom uh, arcade game, which featured Dutch Schaefer... And I think Lieutenant Kurosawa was her name. And we are all waited, waiting with bated breath for the NECA release of those seven inch characters. This is like a, this is a dream I've always wanted. You know, I, I need these figures. Um, the, uh, Josh, as you said, you've started to see at Target some of the uh, brightly colored predators and mm -hmm. I think the alien should be not too far behind. I, I don't know when uh, Dutch Shave, it's a two pack. And I, if I had to guess, I think it's probably gonna come out around San Diego, just okay. based on nice. you know how often they sort of solicit and then uh, sort of fill these things. But um, I did receive earlier this week, the Apone figure, which is really a very, uh, accurate recreation of that small <laughs> four inch five inch figure and the the sheer amount of new tooling they did for it is insane for such a weird oddball color variant of a character but i gotta say it, it works it works at this scale it looks mm -hmm. fantastic the metal arm has like a moving piston it is it's a, an amazing action figure it really is and you know i think it's gotten me it's thrown me into collecting NECA at a scale that I don't normally collect. Do you, do you guys, do, either you, do you feel the urge to get any of these? So I stick primarily to the Colonial Marines. I, I have been collecting the NECA stuff for a while. Um, I don't really get too many of the aliens. When they started doing the Operation Alien stuff, I did get the uh, was a Toys R Us exclusive Ripley with the, uh, the that paint deco and the, she has the kerchief around her neck and everything. Um, but I, I really haven't dove in that deep. I, I wanted the Alien Queen that they made, but I already have the McFarlane one from like 2000 or so. Yeah. So I, I couldn't really see myself spending another 100 to $130 to get something that was very similar, you know? That makes sense. And Josh, you're not falling to the siren's call of 
Neca. No, I'll, I'll I'll probably pick up that Dutch. I don't know if I'll be able to help myself. I, I might just let it be like a, a kismet thing. Like if I happen to stumble upon it, I'll pick it up. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm not gonna like pre-order it or anything like that. I I've, <laughs> I've tried to take a slow approach to my toy buying these days. Makes sense. You are joining the monastery after all. It's true. Yeah, the, the Church of Dastasia. Yeah, these earthly delights hold nothing for you. Um, the I. I also have purchased the um, uh, Terminator 2 NECA Kenner, Kenner style figures. The T-1000 has an amazing color change feature. And um, I'm definitely going to pick up this sort of battle claw Arnold figure with his pink shirt. And um, that was another great line too. And I definitely had like crossover, you know, imaginary stories going on where it was Terminators fighting alien, fighting predators, fighting, you know, Sergeant Savage, G.I. Joe, which was just kind of like in scale with a predator, sort of, if you squinted. So while while we're talking about all this, I just looked up those those aliens, predator, Dutch and Lynn figures. And yeah, no, that's an instant buy for me. Holy moly. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the first time you'd seen them? Yeah, I hadn't seen them. Point. So it's kind of funny. And and. Yeah, no, I, where do I, let's see, so I can pre-order them here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is, yeah, these are instant buys for me. What, oh, entertainment you, what, what have you been doing? Raising a child? <laughs> working jobs and, and raising children. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a crazy, crazy thing. But, so there's actually a really cool character in this line, and he comes way later on in the line. I hope um, you're, I hope you're saying, you're going to say what I'm thinking. The pro- Atax. Atex, hundred uh, percent, the the breakout star of this line, and I gotta say, Josh, I think you had this figure, no? I think so too, dude. I, I don't even know who we're talking about. I'm gonna be honest. This is this is the ginger bearded. Well, yeah, he is a beard. He and he has the snap on alien armor that goes over him. And yeah, his, not, not, not really any bells. So these came with comic books. These uh these all these figures came with a small comic to kind of explain a little bit about what was going on. And um, the Atax one, he explains that he can go into an alien hive and it's acid proof and it's got all, it gives him super strength and all these different things to go in and like have hand to hand combat with the Xenomorphs. He's such a cool character. Um, I, I, I was actually lucky enough, I think, I, Jesse, I think you picked it up for me finally. I couldn't find it for years. And uh, Jesse had, I think, got me a loose copy of, of Atax. And yeah, this is like a pride and joy. Such a cool character. Like a, a, another must buy. If, if NECA made a version of that, I would. that'd be another instant buy. Welcome to the Josh Guerra Amnesia podcast, where our friend Josh Guerra has just woken from a No, coma. dude, I'm, I'm looking at this thing right now. This was nothing I ever had. I Oh my God, I yeah. swear. No, man. Yeah. Huh, we're remembering your collection much differently. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, you guys Josh. Probably had other friends. I'm not gonna no. lie. <laughs> Come on. Although I did, I did have one other friend who was. You know what you might be thinking of is this looks a lot like that RoboCop figure I've always had, with the the snaps in the back. The one bad guy from the RoboCop line. He's got the same hairstyle. I Fun had face? that thing. No, the dude is like the the, the the sleeveless shirt. Um, he's got that same like red high top fade with the with the white streak in it i had that thing oh like vandal or something yeah some some generic ass name like that but yeah dude these these aliens were not uh not even on my hit list the only ones i ever went the only one i ever got was that stupid uh that bull alien and i would Um, like that dollar 25 back 
<laughs> the uh, so, the only other person I knew who was super into Aliens and Predator was uh, friend of the pod, Jason Perleski. <laughs> and, uh, he, he, um, he actually had uh, the Jaguar. So was that Jaguar 64? Was that a game console? It was no. The, uh, Jag- no, it wasn't. You're talking about the Atari Jaguar with the Atari uh, Jaguar. Disc. It was a disc system that yes. had Aliens versus Predator. Yes, and he had that game, and that was a phenomenal game. I don't know if it holds up today, but Not at all. we would sort of uh, we would uh, we would take turns playing that game while the other person was making bootleg pogs. We would cut out like comic book art of Aliens and Predators and <laughs> and uh, glue them, and then try to sell them to uh, younger kids. I don't know to the to the pog base. Yeah. Welcome we to need the a Pog. Pog. Yeah, we need a Pog yeah. We had a Pog factory just making bootleg goods, you know, <laughs> trying to turn a boot. So I'm looking at the uh, the NECA figures right now, and, and I wanted to bring up one that kind of bothers me because I, I want everything, but I don't want it for one reason. It's the um, the Burke figure of uh, Paul Reiser. It comes mm. in a two-pack <laughs> with, a, with a really good um, Xenomorph, and it comes with the sign for Hadley's Hope and, and all that. Um, the figure itself, though, if you look really close at it, uh, at not at the product shots, but at like people's customer shots, yeah, uh, he has what I think it's supposed to be a white belt or some kind of drawstring around his waist or something. But it looks like he tucks his shirt into his tidy whities, and it <laughs> really bothers me to the point where I, I can't get this figure. I know because um, how are you going to do your mad about you custom figures now? No, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so give that a look if you want a, a good laugh. I'm looking at it right now, and it's just like, it's it's really cracking me up here. He but. also kind of has a surprised look on his face, so it, it... Well, it's supposed to be from when he opens the door, and yeah. the alien is on the other side. That's why it has the really wide open hands, um, so that it could kind of do that. It does that reach out thing right when he opens the door there. So I kind of get um, that, but still, it looks like he's wearing a diaper. Fair enough, fair enough. In other Toy Fair news, uh, NECA showed that they are doing about five-inch tall Kenner-style Predator and Alien figures. Have you guys seen the images of this? Yeah, I'm looking at them right now, actually. (laughs) This, for me, it's going to hold no joy for Josh, but this, I think, is so awesome. Like, I, I... To be able to continue with this line with brand new figures, I think is awesome. I'm very into this idea. Yeah, I love that they did a big, uh, at Toy Fair with NECA, they usually do a good size diorama of some different things. And they've shown in the past, the continuation of the line uh, with the comic books and all that stuff in these really cool, like neon and gray backgrounds. So look around online, you can definitely find the pictures of uh, the dioramas they've made. You know, it's kind of a, it's a shame that Kenner never did Blade Runner. Right? Uh. <laughs> that's, that's the only film that's kind of missing in this, uh, you know, this uh, cadre. Like, if you think about it, like the, you know, the films that like are all rated, you know, for sci-fi or whatever, it's Terminator 2, it's Alien, Predator, and then Blade Runner. I, I wonder what a line would have been like like would we have gotten Roy Batty just in his underwear 
<laughs> or like a like a little like home play set, like a battleship setup where it's like you doing the test on the other kid, you know, and you yeah, ask the questions. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That would be great. Yeah, or like I can see that the action feature, you know, would be Daryl Hannah with like squeezing thighs, press yeah. the trigger on her back, and she, uh, you know, snaps your neck. You hit those lower price points with the Edward James almost origami set. That's something for the kids. Yeah, for the kid, yeah, something at Michael. It's <laughs> a good get for the Michael's exclusive. That's so funny. I I, I didn't like see the dollar spot. That would have been like I feel like that would have been something that like Remco would have picked up. You know, like yeah. the, how they had their, those kind of weird like A team lines and Dukes of Hazard and stuff like that. I could see them doing something where it's like kind of based around the car and like just having that really narrow vision like they watch 20 minutes of the movie and they're like we'll take it yeah we'll make well, the car we'll make harrison ford and we'll make uh Roger howard and there you go the et the et the video game story yeah yeah, yeah we got a rough synopsis of this thing and have no idea it's nothing we've ever seen before i know there were uh diecast cars by Ertl. i don't know um you know I don't think they had any designs to do the figures. I, I know historically, Blade Runner has been very difficult for licensing because there's so many different companies that own a share of it. And I think that actually um, NECA is a shareholder currently or has some sort of involvement in the rights hmm. of the Blade Runner film franchise. And that was sort of how they were able to kind of work with the uh, 2049 product where you know, you don't really see any licensing happening outside of that. Maybe with Johnny Walker and, um, you know, an Italian drinking glass manufacturer. Yeah, totally. Plus, it doesn't really fit in with those other 80s rated R properties that got toy lines. You know, like Predator, it's a rated Dune. R action movie, but it's got... Yeah, Dune is, is like the outlier to me. Like, like Predator has a monster. Terminator, yeah. when you take the skin off it, it's this like giant skeleton robot. Robocop, you know, is a very identifiable character. Blade Runner, they all just look like people. They're really cool character designs, but they're, they're people. And I think a toy company probably was not super hot on the idea of trying to sell that to a... I mean, they could have gone, uh, you know, the direction of like Snatcher, right? And just basically combined T1, T-800 endoskeletons with the concept of, uh, you know, um, synthetic humans. Sure. They probably would have done like you know like blow apart the same way bishop they took the idea of he's you know a synthetic human and now he's a mechanical android with you know silver plates in his head <laughs> they could have like said oh this is uh this is roy batty but right pull his, pull his skin off and there's a endoskeleton underneath or something it turns out yeah it ends up looking like skeleton warriors or something ridiculous yeah and then another so oh i'm sorry go ahead bob no, I was going to say, there's another, you guys had mentioned briefly, Diecast for, um, like, what would you do in, in Blade Runner? And they did do, through an action, a line called Action Masters, for the Kenner Aliens, they did Diecast figures. Yes. Uh, they're really, I, I've only ever seen them in person maybe once or twice, and they're actually weirdly expensive. I think the four-pack's like 25 or 30 bucks, just a little bit more than I was willing to spend, but it comes with a four-pack of cards with those uh those actors that i was talking about like the the models taking pictures dressed like in cosplay yeah. um so they come as as collectible cards and they did an alien queen also um so just kind of thought about the die cast thing that's all i i did have those i think they were called metal masters was that the name of the action one? action masters action masters 
I had uh, the Alien Queen and I had the Predator, and I used to, I would make a, a battalion of Colonial Marines out of Lego guys. Nice. And then those nice. were like the villains. And then when one of them got like acid spray, I would douse it with lighter fluid and light it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so are you admitting to the yeah. Great Plainville Fire of 1987? Um, you know, there's a lot of things that could have caused that fire. It just happened to be around the same era. <laughs> I have the multiple alibis. <laughs> yeah, you were letting your fire. fires on fire. Um, you know, in the in the universe of uh, Aliens and Predator, uh, Blade Runner and the film Soldier are also interconnected, or, or so it's sort of theorized through an Easter egg. I, I think they all have the same screenwriter, and there's a... Um, like a console screen in the movie Soldier that shows uh, it like references Alien, Predator, and Blade Runner. So, you know, in some, you know, there's some interconnectedness in the universes. I, I definitely remember reading something about Soldier. The, the the original script was supposed to be a Blade Runner sequel or something, and like it just didn't pan uh, out. So they they took away the branding and they remade that. Kind of like the way that Cyborg movie was yeah. initially supposed to be the Masters Universe sequel, but that movie bombed. So they had all these props made and they were like, well, we still gotta use these. And then they made that movie Cyborg. Amazing. Oh, speaking of Masters of the Universe movie, I'm thinking of Super 7 and that also makes me think that Super 7 have finally sh shown or announced that they're doing Colonial Marines for the reaction line. Oh um, yeah, nice. I don't That's know. Exciting. I know they had card backs on display mm -hmm. at uh, Toyfer, but I don't know that they showed any sculpts. Uh, I remember hearing about that f three or four years ago, so it's been a long time in development. And um, I think that'd be great. I would love to have some Colonial Marines, you know, rocking out next to the nice of the slice. Yeah, no, that seems to be a pretty perfect marriage. Absolutely. Well, look, that seems like a good place to put a pin in it. Um, my final question for you guys would be, what uh, movie or what brand would you have had like to seen done in this sort of Kenner five-inch treatment? Oh man! Um, I'm ready to put you on the spot. I'm going to stick with Blade Runner because I think that's uh, that would have been really cool. I could see him having basically be this like the shape of undercover Donatello. And instead of a briefcase, you would have the Voinkop test and uh, obviously a gun, maybe a glass of whiskey. That's what Yeah, I, I mean, it was probably, it probably would have been Big Trouble in Little China for me. You know, I, th I think I was so into that movie at like 10 years old that if you if you offered me action figures made by anyone, I, I would have jumped on it for sure. That's a good one. So I liked a, a movie called Best of the Best with, uh, was it Eric Roberts? Eric Roberts, yes. <laughs> Yeah, it was a movie about uh, the... Is that the, astronauts? No, it was the American Taekwondo team going up against Korea. Oh. And each each character had this very specific, like, he's the loner, he rides the motorcycle, he's the cowboy, <laughs> he's the straight-laced guy, he's the vegan, he's the this. And then he's the vegan. <laughs> yeah, they had one guy, he was like a Buddhist vegan. For sure. everything like and, and then you go over to the bat the, the korean or the bad guy side of things in this film and it was like this Whoa. guy breaks boards with his head this guy eats nails so it was basically <laughs> uh it was major league for the mma set 
pretty for for the taekwondo set a very specific set of people but uh this movie was really fun and it was kind of made it like very much by the numbers and to convert that into a, a line like operation aliens where you're just kind of taking these small details like whatever detail stands out about one guy and blowing it up i feel like that's what uh i'd love to see of like the cowboy guy or the straight laced or the motorcycle guy like what would they do with that bob i gotta say that's a horrible idea <laughs> Uh, look, look, you said what did I want to see? You didn't say what did we make. I was expecting Bobby to go with They Live because he's such a big fan oh. of that. That would have that, that probably would have lent its better to us. Yeah. Which is I also, could see, I could see like a barrel chested rowdy rowdy pipes with Keith David. Okay. Back alley so, ball play so. so Super Seven is doing that and I'm I'm they absolutely are. picking those up. Um but the reason why I didn't go to They Live is because there wasn't a lot of other characters. There was yeah, sure. There was, you know, you had the aliens, and then you had John Nada, who's Roddy Piper's character, and and that's pretty much it. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it's him running from them. So there, there's not a lot of character to build off of. Whereas Best of the Best had kind of archetypes laid out, like everyone kind of playing their their funky part. So. You know, it's sort of an embarrassing admission is I would have I would have killed for uh, Beastmaster toys as well. Yes. That movie yeah. was like. Dude, oh, I love yes. that movie so much. We used to watch oh, that constantly in my house. So yeah, I would have bought the hell out of a out of a, a Beastmaster. Well, Beastmaster, Beastmaster, much like they live, really would have had to been a He-Man style line, right? <laughs> That's the sort of body type that would have worked best. Then. Uh, but look, I think we've uh, solved all the world's toy problems at this point. So uh, yeah, no, I, I think everybody will be okay for a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, so thank you guys very You're much. Welcome. Are there any links you want to plug? Do you want people to follow you? If so, speak your piece now. Uh, yeah, for me, if you uh, check out at This Toy Life on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or Twitch, uh, you'll find myself and my channel. We do a lot of uh, general pop talk, literally pops and toys and all kinds of other fun stuff on our live show. And uh, I'm starting a new series called Wrestling Guys, where I'm interviewing local and international wrestling guys to talk about what toys made them what what toys made them want to really play with more toys or you know as being wrestling fans what were they really into so we kind of dive into that with a few really fun guys uh so check us out at this toy life excellent and josh uh, i'm at the company dime on instagram uh it's mostly just toy picks and doodles but uh thank you to all the Destacio followers who show me some support on there it means a lot i appreciate that and uh, you're webcamming too, right? You're cam girl. Yeah, yeah, but that's uh, that's Patreon only, so I don't, it's, it's, it's a little expensive. For, fair enough. Fair I don't enough. want to take anything away from you from your Patreon experience. Yeah, please need that need that sweet sweet money goes right. You're up going to, you're going to Hong Kong soon. That's a big deal. Uh, yeah, we hit fifty. We hit fifty followers on awesome. Patreon, so I'm booking a trip. Going to go to Hong Kong, mainland China, visit the factories. And then um, Superfest is happening in Japan at the end of April. So I'm going to try to get there because that is, it's basically Wonderfest, but for only vintage Japanese toys. Nice. So, oh my God. And can <laughs> we hope for a, uh, like a Mongkok Toy Mall blog? Absolutely. Yes. Got, going to Mongkok, big time. Hell yeah. Um, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks to all the patrons. And uh, the only thing left to say is peace, peace out. out.